This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. The Jewish way is to see our gifts as gifts from God. To not squander that gift, you must see that you use it to direct light and anchor those gifts in a desire to serve the greater good. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Jewish wisdom teaches us that many things in life are neutral, like parav, that the same hand that strokes your face can also slap it, that the same action can be used for the good or for the not-so-good. A person with the trait of anger, for example, can sublimate it or redirect it to feel anger at injustice that leads one to fight for change, or they can engage that trait to burn down their relationships. Jealousy can make a neutral eye into an evil eye for others, or it can propel us to work harder to achieve the lofty heights of wisdom we might see in the person we're competing with. Now, I have found that whatever your gifts are and wherever they lie also has the potential to be where your struggles are, and the misuse of those gifts can then manifest. In other words, our talents can be our elevation or our downfall. A place of personal growth and sanctification of godliness or the birthplace of arrogance and false pride. Consider a person who's gifted in sport. Sandy Koufax, the famous Jewish baseball player, comes to mind for me. Now, I've never really been interested in sports, that's the truth, and baseball has never been a passion of mine. I only know Sandy Koufax's name because once he famously refused to play on Yom Kippur. So his name became synonymous with putting his values above his career. You know, I remember there was a skater in the Olympics some years back. Her name was Joni Rochette, and her mother had died of a heart attack just two days before her Olympic skate. But Joni took to the ice, and she made history. She won the bronze. Now, I want you to know I couldn't tell you the name of any bronze medalist from any Olympics, nor would I even care to try. I remember her because she attached her performance to her mother's memory. She attached a deeper meaning to her efforts, and that's why we remember her. You know, we remember Christopher Reeve not as Superman, as much as we remember him as a warrior for spinal cord injury post his tragic accident. And it seems to me that when our gifts are tied to a greater purpose, we are more inclined to use them for the good. Having a gift with words has been both a blessing and a curse in my life. A blessing in that I've always been able to find the words to express my thoughts and articulate my emotions. A blessing in that I could help others find the elusive words that they needed to express, to be useful in facilitating conversations that might lead to peace and to self-determination and to self-respect. But what about the curse? Well, that's the other side of all of this. You see, whatever skill we've been given, we have a tendency to use 
as our default position. And there are times when what is not called for are words. Rav Cook said that I don't speak because I have the power to speak. I speak because I don't have the power to remain silent. You know, there are times where what is called for is silence. When language is your primary form of expression, one tends to use it frequently. And our tradition tells us that, in fact, out of the ten measures of speech given to this world, women took nine of them. And along with this propensity to process verbally comes frustration at those who cannot. You know, in the early years of my marriage, I would win almost every argument I had with my husband because I would blind him. I'd dazzle him with my turn of phrase, with my verbal manipulations and my rationalizations. But inevitably, weeks later, he'd come back to me after sorting through all my gaslighting and verbal gymnastics, and he'd say to me, you are so full of it. That is not what happened. And I would have to choose to begin the cycle of language games or hang my head and swallow Alanis Morissette's jagged little pill and apologize. One of the holiest religious items in the world that was stolen during the sacking of the Second Temple in Jerusalem is the Holy Menorah. It was carved from one piece of gold, and it had seven branches. Some say that these branches represent the seven days of creation. Others say that it represents the seven branches of human knowledge. In Jewish thought, seven represents the combination of the physical and the spiritual world, with Shabbat as its centerpiece. And the menorah can represent light, wisdom, and divine inspiration. Human inspiration spreads divine inspiration throughout the world. Each branch of the menorah needed to face the center branch, which is godliness. So all disciplines, traits, and talents must be honed, directed, and ultimately attached to bringing the physical into the spiritual. When we direct our own gifts, they must be directed towards holiness. So it's easy to confuse our talents with our identities. It's the way of the arrogant to believe that their blessings are only the result of their innate talents. But the Jewish way is to see our gifts as gifts from God, a check that we received that we get to cash. And so, to not squander that gift, you must see that you use it to direct light and anchor those gifts in a desire to serve the greater good. This week, can you look at your talents and your natural abilities and consider how they can be turned and directed towards holiness? Are you a great baker? Who will you bake for that's in need of some love and nurturance? A great singer? Consider going to a nursing home and entertain the lonely. You a great writer? How can you help those for whom words are not their gift? Can we also examine where perhaps those same gifts might be used in less than productive or elevated ways and begin to redirect them towards the center branch of holiness? In this dark time of year, each of us is a candle that is capable of banishing the darkness. Each of us 
possesses a soul that is pure light, and it is incumbent upon us to share it. And if not now, when? Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.